Success is not about what you have. It's about who you came here to be. These are powerful words that were shared to me by my client, Jen Beveridge. If you are someone who's been chipping away at your business for a while and running yourself into a wall, wondering when things will actually start to work out or pan out, this episode and this conversation is definitely for you. Jen and I dive deep into a conversation that will take you behind the scenes to show you what it really takes to rise into your role as a leader. In this episode, you'll learn why trial and error is a crucial part of building a business, why it's totally acceptable to evolve your purpose and business and not stay in the confines of a box, why many leaders get stuck in feeling like they need to earn their worth. You're also going to learn the trouble that comes with toe dipping, aka trying different things but not putting 100% into anything, why you need to stop creating things you don't love, and the importance of dancing with the divine masculine and feminine energies to create a business that feels exciting and aligned and right for you. Jen Beveridge is a spiritual evolution coach, a sacred sisterhood circle and virtual retreat leader, author, speaker, and certified health coach. She helps women stop people pleasing and start showing up for themselves so they can create the ultimate freedom in their lives. Jen is also one of the leaders in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective, and I am just so, so excited to have her here and share her presence and wisdom with you. This is a jam packed conversation that is filled with so many great takeaways. So if you have a pen and paper available, you're going to want it because this is really just so, so good. Now, whether you are new to the podcast or you're a loyal thought leader, please take a moment right now. Yes, right now to hit pause, download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. If you've already done this, thank you so much. Take it to the next level by sharing the podcast with a friend. And if you want to learn more about how you can become one of the 10 leaders in the 2021 Thought Leader Collective, head to rubyframon.com forward slash TLC. This link and more will be in the show notes. If you have a future episode topic suggestion, like you want me to talk about something specific on the, on the podcast, shoot me a text, 1781-336-0160. And finally, if you have any questions or you just want to say what's up, please reach out to me on social media. My favorite places to hang out are Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is at I am Ruby. You can also find me on all the other platforms. The handle is the same. Now it is time to dive into a deep conversation about success, evolution, and leadership with the one and only Jen Beveridge. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremon, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. 
Hey, thought leaders. I am super excited because today I'm kicking off a special series on the podcast where I'm featuring the leaders in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. And we're kicking off the series with a very special woman who um, actually, maybe we'll talk about that when we first came into each other's lives. Because I feel like out of everyone, maybe you were in my sphere the longest compared to everyone else in the 2020 Collective. But before we dive into that, everyone, I'm super excited for you to connect with Jen Beveridge, aka Uncaged Feminine on Instagram and Facebook. Jen, welcome to today's Thought Leader. Thank you, Ruby. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be for you to be here and for us to dive into this conversation. Um, but first, okay, wait, let's hash out when we first connected because I, it was a long time. Was it, it was the Facebook group. Yes. So I, I found you through your website actually. And I think somehow your website brought me to your Facebook group back when you found me through my website. I think so. (laughs) I think, I think what happened is, is I searched self-love Oh, and it brought me to your website Mm -hmm. and then somehow I found your Facebook group. So it's been quite a few years. Yeah. Cause that would have been like 2015. 2014 or 15, maybe because 2016 is when I closed out the group or end of 2015 is when I closed out the group. For those of you who are listening who didn't know this, I started off coaching as a self-love coach and I established my brand so well that I was literally on the first page of Google search as self-love. So, but it's like, you never hear that anymore. I found you through your website. Who says that? like I found you through social media obviously that's why I was a little I had a moment there wait my website what like who goes to my website I don't know um a reminder for everyone don't don't bother wasting all your time on a website who goes to a website you just need social media it's so true it is so we go that far back and that many years um so you're in my self-love Facebook group and then I think after that, we connected at my event, Amplified Soul Live. Yes. So this is going to sound so silly and so fangirlish, but (laughs) before that, you sent me a Facebook request to be my Facebook friend. I I don't remember, but it was before your event. I know that. And I was like, she knows who I am. (laughs) (laughs) It was your, I was like, who is this woman? She's got the raddest hair and she's seen, she feels like she's super fiery and I feel like I just need to know who she is. Um, yeah, there was just something, I don't know, the hair, the energy. And then you came to the event, we met in person and now you're in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. And I mean, from the time that I've known you, um, personally, like just from Amplified Soul Live, my event, in 2019 when we met it feels like you have evolved so much um in in my eyes when i first met you at amplified so live we actually first connected on a zoom call prior to my event mm-hmm. and i remember i don't remember exactly what i said but i remember feeling like she has a fire in her that she is not showing people you made me stand up on that Zoom call with people I didn't know and like yell something. I don't even remember what it was. 
But I was like, what is this woman making me do? As and you claim the- your space. <laughs> claim your yes. voice. Claim your space. Yes. And you know what? It was fucking awesome. But it was also yeah. really intimidating. Yeah. And that's, it's so intimidating. We got to talk about that word too. Um, isn't that interesting, right? So w- the energy that I felt from you, just from knowing you on social media and getting like these glimpses of you was like, she's got a fire in her. And I think that, um, I don't know if this happens to you, but like we, when you meet people, you can just tell when someone's holding back or when they're not showing all of who they are or, or perhaps even when they're just showing a pretend version <laughs> of who they, who they are. You know, you can feel that. And when you drop, when you see someone drop into more of their express self, you can feel that too. And we tend to want to connect more with the people who are fully expressed. And that's why it's so amazing for me to see you continue to drop into that more and more, because I also know that, um, you know, just as your coach, that it's been impacting your business, but not just that, right? Not just the bottom dollar, but how you feel in it. Um, So before we go into like these recent shifts, I'd love to go back in time because you are one of the few people um, that I've worked with who's actually been at this a really long time. And this is something that I've said about Jen many times before is there, there are some people who are just super devoted to the inner work and Jen is one of them. And she has been for a very long time. And I know that means a lot to her when I say it out loud, because when you're in it, not enough pe- people don't see it. Like when, even for you listening, if you're in it, like just know that not everyone's meant to see it. You know, you're in it. Um, I will acknowledge you right now for being in it. And Jen, like, I just want to acknowledge you for being in it for so long. Cause I think that it's easy to get into an industry like coaching or online entrepreneurship and want to achieve all the external accolades without doing the inner work, but you've been chipping away at yourself. Like for, for years. So I want to, what brought you into what you're doing today and what has this evolution felt like, or, or really been like behind the scenes? Well, thank you first of all, for acknowledging that Ruby, because it is so true when you're in the inner work, mm-hmm. you're doing the work, uh, almost nobody's going to notice. And mm-hmm. often there might be a tendency to give up because it's like, well, what's the point? Nobody mm-hmm. can see it. And I can tell you, uh, I've even gone at deepening my relationship with my husband that way, mm-hmm. not working on him or working on us, but working on me. Like, how yeah. am I showing up in our relationship? And then being like, he doesn't even notice what the hell. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, it changed my relationship and I was enjoying my relationship more, even though he didn't know, or he mm-hmm. couldn't tell that I was showing up differently. So that was really powerful. And yes, I have been in this for a while. Uh, I think I actually started coaching at the end of 2014 mm-hmm. and I started out as a health coach, mm-hmm. as a woman's weight loss coach specifically. And what brought me into it was I lost 30 pounds after struggling forever to lose mm-hmm. weight and actually keep it off. And I felt so empowered and I wanted every woman to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And that was my mission. Mm-hmm. And that was the way that I chose to express it was in weight loss coaching. So mm-hmm. I started out doing that. I evolved into emotional eating coach. I evolved into a mindset coach. 
And now I call myself a spiritual evolution coach, but really I'm just pulling on all of those things together, mind, body, and spirit, because Mm -hmm. we're not just one of those things. Mm -hmm. And it's so powerful. Um, As for the inner work, holy hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It it really feels like trial by fire. Like Mm. it can feel it can feel daunting. It can feel like a losing proposition. It can feel overwhelming. It can feel frustrating, but it is also the highest high that you'll ever feel in your life. When you become the person that you've been working so hard to be. Mm -hmm. And as much as we would like it to be like a one and done, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, that thing that used to trigger me, it's gone. Or, Oh, my perfectionist tendencies. Oh, they've just disappeared. No. (laughs) they cleverly morph into something else and show up in a different way in your life. And it's like, Oh, cool. I get another level of healing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you choose to look Mm -hmm. at it that way, Mm -hmm. instead of like, what is all this for? I just keep getting slapped in the face. And I've known for some time that part of my life's journey is to go through trial and error and Mm -hmm. learn from it and teach others how to do it better. Mm -hmm. But before I understood that, I had done this really cool hand reading and she had said to me, she said, you have a lot of experience with failure. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, you know me so well. And she said, you know, success can be very difficult for you. Mm. But what she challenged me to do that day, and it was one of the most powerful things that anybody has ever said to me in my life, she said, but you get to define success for yourself. Mm. It doesn't have to be the outer achievements that the world would have you believe is success. Mm -hmm. And I will say that that absolutely propelled me forward because it was like, okay, success is being who I came here to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been working towards ever since. Yeah. I love that success is being who I came here to be. Um, that's super powerful. Uh, I want, there's so many things I want to touch on. I took notes on that. Um, but I want to start there because even within our thought leader collective, we had a whole conversation about success and redefining it. Right. Because, uh, the traditional viewpoint of success is like the money, the things, the external accolades, the, you know, the achievements, the stuff that we accumulate. Um, but we can have all those things and still feel like shit. Uh, so what is success really? And especially for the entrepreneur, the, you know, the, the renegade, the rebel who decides to go against the grain and do their own thing and take all these risks. Um, we have this, uh, I don't know if this, you, this happened to you, but like when I first stepped into entrepreneurship, this was years ago in a completely different business. It's like you grip so tightly to the idea of like, I need to be a success to make this make sense to feel worthy, to just feel like I'm enough, right? And then somewhere down the line, you realize, no, that's not what this is about. And it sounds like that somewhere down the line for you was this hand reading. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cool. It was so cool. (laughs) She read like all the lines in my palms and she was telling me how some change throughout your life and some don't. Yeah. But that reading absolutely changed my life. Yeah. So when you were talking about 
the trial and error portion of this because I honestly feel like entrepreneurship, leadership, all of this is, is, is we do by trial and error. Like I really believe that. I don't think there, there's anything we can achieve without trial and error. Um, but for you specifically in terms of the inner work, what did that look like? But more importantly, what did that feel like? Because I think a lot of people, I, I want to just um, nip something in the butt about the path to, to quote unquote success and what that actually looks like and what the inner work actually feels like. So what was this experience of trial and error for you? What did it look like and what did it feel like? Um, it's funny when you ask, what did it feel like? Mm. I'm very visual in my right. mind. And so the first thing I saw was it's like me running at full speed into a brick wall, <laughs> backing into the wall, falling down, <laughs> getting knocked out, getting back up again, going back to the starting line and doing it all over again. Right. But you got back up. I got back up every, because... So here's the thing. If you're getting into entrepreneurship because you think it's going to be a quick buck, you think, oh, I'm just going to be an influencer and everybody's going to love me overnight, or you're just going to try something one time and then give up, don't even start <laughs> because you're not going to get anywhere. You have to have a deep commitment and not just to what it is that you're creating, your business, your product, whatever it is, but to yourself. You have to have both feet in with yourself. And so that has been the trial and error inner work with me mm. because often the beginning and up until not that long ago, I would put one foot in. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're not in it all the way, you're not showing up fully in it. You're not going to get the full result that you can mm -hmm. get. Yeah. So it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, let right. me see if this will work, but I'm not really going to show up and do the work to make it work. Oh, look, it didn't work. I knew it. Right. And then let me put my foot into something else. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, it's so fucking frustrating. So you were so, kind of like dancing around what you really wanted. I really was. Why Absolutely. do you think that is? <laughs> oh boy. How long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, this feels like a therapy session. Um, honestly, I didn't think I deserved it. Mm. I didn't think I deserved to have what it is that I said I wanted. Mm. And that's been a lot mm -hmm. of the inner work that I've had to do yeah, to feel worthy. And I feel like a lot of women, and I'm sure men feel this too, mm -hmm. that we kind of start out with that mindset that we have to earn our worthiness. We have to mm -hmm. be deserving of having the money, the success, the uh, eyeballs on us, the visibility. Mm -hmm. And if we question that, even the smallest amount, it can hold us back. Mm -hmm. And what I've found is that if you're powerful, you're going to be powerful at sabotaging yourself too. Mm. Um, I second that <laughs> because that is me, that describes me too. But yeah, if you're powerful, you'll be powerful at sabotaging yourself. I, I feel like so many of our listeners are probably nodding in agreement. Um, <clears throat> And it's important to just talk about the piece about, I didn't think I deserved this because I think that 
in the pursuit of our purpose and our building our movements and establishing ourselves as leaders and doing all the things, we can get caught up in doing these things for the wrong reasons. And then the, the journey of doing these things no, doesn't actually feel good. And I know for you, um, just because I know you in, in the past year, it's a lot has happened and you're now um, in a place in your business where things really do feel good. Um, so I'd love for you to address like, where you were before in your business and why, why you think now with all that, you know, and where you're at in your inner growth, why you think it didn't feel good back then and what's contributing to it actually feeling good now. Um, Cause I think that that will be really insightful for a lot of people, especially people who have been going at it for years. Like you have, it's so easy to want to say like, Oh, it's not working yet. I just want to, I'm just going to give up, but you never gave up. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh boy. Let's see where to start with that question. Great. Well, let's start with it. <laughs> let's start with where your business was and how it wasn't feeling good and why you think now with everything, you know, why it didn't feel good back then. Mm -hmm. Okay. So where my business was, was really struggling to get clients, struggling to fill programs, struggling to fill workshops. It felt so exhausting. Mm. And the reason why that was, like I said, I was toe dipping. I wasn't mm -hmm. all in, but if I'm getting uh, really plain about it, <laughs> it was because I wasn't willing to be myself. Mm -hmm. I was so afraid of being seen mm -hmm. that I wasn't allowing myself to be seen. And one of the things that I hid behind that I think a lot of entrepreneurs hide behind was getting it right. Mm. So I looked to the other people in my space that were successful mm -hmm. and I thought, well, I should show up like they show up. I should do what they do. I should offer what they offer. And I, I hired coaches. I hired someone to help me do Facebook ads. You know, I hired all these people to help mm -hmm. me essentially be them, mm -hmm. to be frank. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing I could go on a rant about because yeah. as a coach. Feel like, free to insert the rant right here because I think a lot of people need to hear it. <laughs> oh my God. So here's the short of it. You are your path. Mm -hmm. You are your purpose. So if you want to have real success, you have to fucking be yourself, mm. period. You cannot be a faint version of someone else. Mm -hmm. You might create some success with that, but nothing compared to what you can have when you're willing to show up and be all of yourself, all in every day, regardless of what people say, regardless of how you're received. And I spent so many years people pleasing. Mm. trying to get people to like me and it still comes up for me. It yeah. still comes up. I made a post today on Facebook and I was like, I never talk about this shit. What are people going to say? And then I thought, do I care? No, I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so I put it up and I was like, cool, I'm done. Like people can say whatever they want. Yeah. I care more about what I think than mm. about what they think. Yeah. 
And that was a journey in itself. I was just supposed to say that's an evolution in itself right there. (laughs) (laughs) But it's one, you know, it's one that is personal and has a profound impact on the business because, uh, you know, this is, you are the foundation for your business. And so if you can't stand by what you're saying or what you want to say with full conviction, then the foundation of your business is, is a rubble. Like it's not going to hold you up. And so for you to get to that place, um, and again, this is kind of like the work no one sees, right? Mm-hmm. No one, no one sees there's no, you don't get a trophy for it. You don't get a verified check mark for it, right? You don't get any of that shit. Nope. But what you do get is this business that starts to feel really good. So talk to us about where you're at now. Cause you had mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this evolution, right. From like the, the health coach, weight loss coach to now, um, a spiritual evolution coach, um, which in itself is an evolution. And so talk to us about what that evolution was like and why you feel that this iteration of your business feels good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The evolution really was about me letting go of the shoulds, letting go of the way other people had done things. I created so many things early on in my business that I didn't love. Mm. Like I you know, to toot my own horn, I'm a smart person, right? Like I have been studying human nature since I was a kid. I can remember my mom making decisions and me thinking as a kid, what is she thinking? Doesn't she know what's going to happen? <laughs> she makes that decision? <laughs> like this doesn't make sense to me. And so I, I studied psychology and, mm-hmm. um, and I'm constantly learning, constantly learning. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. But I wasn't actually, so what I'm saying is, is it was easy for me to do whatever I could do right. whatever. I I could fake whatever all day long because I was smart enough to do that, but I wasn't passionate about anything I was doing Mm. somewhere between feeling so fucking empowered after I lost that weight and wanting to inspire other women to feel that empowered. I lost that. Why? Mm. Because it got bogged down in all the doing it right bullshit because Mm -hmm. I've been perfectionism is something I've dealt with my whole life. I graduated from college, summa cum laude. I had like a 3.96 GPA. The wow. two B's that I got, I fought with my professor. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I was like, but you don't understand. <laughs> it didn't help. Uh, one of them was in political science. <laughs> oh, um, what was the other one in? Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, I think it was a sociology class. Who knows? Anywho. But I was so busy trying to get it right that I didn't give a damn Mm -hmm. what I actually wanted. Mm. Like the goodness, the magic that I was here to share with the world and that felt exciting to me. Mm. So the difference now is I'm so fucking excited about my business Mm -hmm. because even when it doesn't make sense, I'm following it. I'm following my intuition. I'm following my passion. I'm trusting myself like I've never trusted myself before. I'm loving myself deeply like I said, it's, I care more about what I think of me than mm-hmm. what anybody else thinks of me. And so I'm done doing what, what I believe others expect of me because so right. often we think we're in other people's heads. Oh, yeah. they'll say this or they'll do that. And here's what I know. They don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so focused on their own lives. I don't give a damn what you're doing. I mean, they might say something in passing, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. 
and this evolution has been such a gift to me. And honestly, Ruby, so much of the evolution has taken place this year, mm. being part of the Hot Leader Collective. Mm. So much. Like, I can't even, it's like breakneck speed in how much I've evolved this year. And I know you know, because you have mm -hmm. gotten to witness it. But becoming the spiritual evolution coach was really just letting me let it all hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is all of me. Here you go. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it that feels so freeing, which is ironic, right? Because my business name is Uncaged Feminine. But I feel mm -hmm. like for me, that was a call forward to me just as much as it was to anybody else. Mm, yeah. To let me out to play. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that goes with what I always say is, is the leadership is in the being and we can claim to be whatever we can build brands around whatever, but if we're not being it, then we're not really showing up as a leader. And so the woman I see today is someone who is like absolutely congruent with what she teaches, preaches and shares. And, um, I know that you've also been doing a lot of work to embody leader within you, um, and where you are now as a spiritual evolution coach, owning, uh, you know, the fact that you are a little woo, as you say, and owning the fact that, you know, you love talking about the divine feminine and owning the fact that you love doing these dance parties in your sacred women's circles and like playing the drum and getting women together and being barefoot in the grass. Like you love all this stuff. And you're now at this point where you're unafraid to, to share it. There's a potency that goes with that. Um, and it's like you describe it as excitement, but the way that I see it, it's like, you know, when you feel someone excited, you want to be like a part of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that to me is like the potency. That's like the missing ingredient um, that you're now fully owning. Um, so I just want to reflect that back to you, but also for our listeners to understand that um, this really does come down to the inner work and also honoring yourself in being able to evolve your business, your purpose, your mission as you evolve, <laughs> because it's really easy to stay doing the same thing, especially, you know, you had established yourself as the weight loss coach and you had, you have a book and there was the whole brand was created around that. So what was it like to, to pivot, shall we say, but I prefer evolve. What was that like? Oh God, it was painful. No, um, <laughs> I think, so I think up until the point where you give yourself permission to do it, it can be really painful mm -hmm. because there can be self doubt. There can be a lot of like, you're looking around outside of you and so I'll tell you, you know, the thing that I've said and that has run through my mind so many times is I'll look at other people who are doing this one thing and they've been doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, they're so fucking lucky that they're just good at the one thing and they're not multi-passionate. <laughs> <laughs> like somehow it's a burden, you know, that I have, that I can evolve in this way or something, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> which is so silly. It definitely, so I would say the hardest time for me to evolve was when I was the weight loss coach. Once mm. I became the mindset coach, that uh, opened up a much bigger arena mm -hmm. for me to coach on. And so the spiritual evolution coaching really just fit in with it. 
because, you know, again, we're, we're a mind, body, and a spirit. So all of those things work together. But you're right. I actually have written two books. Mm. Uh, the first one was the busy, well, it still is. You can get it on Amazon. The Busy Mom's <laughs> Guide to Healthy Food in a Hurry. It's like 100 pages long. I took this Write Your Dream Book course through mm. my health coaching school. I wrote the book. I sent it to be edited. The woman read it. She was part of Amazon or something. She read it and she's like, oh, this book is so good. She said, the only thing about it is that it's not very long. I wish it was longer. It's so good. So I got it back and then I sat on it for months and months and months, like mm-hmm. spinning out, finally did the inner work. And I was like, okay, I'm going to finish this book. I finished it. It was a hundred pages. I put it out and promoted it to no one. <laughs> I think I made like a post on Facebook. Woo. Right. Here's my book. But I, I mean, because you were afraid to be seen. I was so fucking scared to be seen, Ruby. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, afraid is an understatement. So in 2018, is that really? Was that 2019? Anyway, my second book, What the Fork Put That Diet mm-hmm. Down. Now that book I showed up for. Mm-hmm. That is all of me. Like if you read that book, you know exactly who I am. I put my heart and soul into that book. I wrote that book in less than eight weeks. It's 300 mm-hmm. pages. It flew out of me. Mm-hmm. I did the editing myself. A friend of mine did the formatting. She did the cover. She came up with the title. I'm not great at titles. Um, I love that book. I actually promoted that book. I actually mm-hmm. have done book signings with that book. Up until COVID happened, I was doing mm-hmm. book signings and I'm totally in love with it. But now I want to write another book. Because right. I love books. And it yeah. comes so easy to me. But that, so that was the hardest identity for me to leave behind the health coach hat, the weight loss mm-hmm. hat, because I had invested so much of my identity mm-hmm. into it. But I feel like the inner work really helped me see, and it's still, I'll be honest, Ruby, it's still something that I have to work with every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm not my business. Mm-hmm. I don't have to put myself in the box of my business, right? Like I get to be all of me and my business is an expression of it. Mm, I love that. I love that. I get to be all of me and my business is an expression of it. I think that's so important um, for anyone. It, it, it's also, we could say the same about leadership, you know, your leadership is an expression of, of who you are. And I think that one of the problems we see in leadership today is that people are trying to fit into a certain perception and then they conform or they dilute themselves or they pretend to be something they're not. Whereas like leadership is really like showing up as your fully expressed self. It, it's, 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 it's you being presented to the world. And um, so I love that you said that. And I think it's, it's really powerful when we go through our own evolution in such a way where we can honor it in our work and our purpose and the mission. Um, Because for you, sure, health coaching was the gateway into this world, but then you kept riding your own wave of inner work, uncovering bits and pieces of who you are and dropping more and more into your fully expressed self. So it would, it's natural for the purpose to evolve into something that feels more like you, Um, which then obviously makes it easier to attract the right people. I mean, now um, you're doing uh, sisterhood circles um, that you're loving and attracting really amazing women for. You're doing virtual retreats. You're doing a lot of work around the divine feminine. How has that, okay, wait, 
let's let's go into that for a minute for a second here. <laughs> I feel like we need to address this because this is your thing. Um, is this what the new book is going to be on? I don't know yet, Ruby. Okay. I actually, <laughs> I had the idea for the book. Uh, I, I get ideas for books randomly, but I had an idea for, it was in the bath last night that I had oh. an idea. I don't know what it is going to be, but the, it's kind of along the lines of uh, me going on a journey and then sharing it with the world, like nice. learning and growing and sharing it with the world. I have a couple yeah. of ideas, but I'm not fully formed yet. I'm sure that will be in there because yeah. it was so much of my journey. Yes. And so this is what I want to address because I think that there's some major misconceptions out there with like divine feminine energy and what that is. Um, and so I'd love for you to break down what that is from your point of view and then how that played a role in your evolution as a leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think it's important to start with the the note that I have lived most of my life and particularly when I first went into business in my masculine energy and often Mm -hmm. in my wounded or toxic masculine energy Mm -hmm. where it was like work myself into the ground. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like been there, done no, that many times. There's no time for life. <laughs> you know, life happens after you're successful, right? Like yeah. after you're making a certain amount of hustle, money. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, like self-care is a luxury. I don't even know. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. Um, that was very much how I was. Mm. And it was really hard. My life was really hard. It was exhausting. And because of that, I was constantly in my mind, just beating myself up. Nothing was ever good enough, Mm -hmm. you know, and always this constant pressure to get stuff done and kind of, I don't say kind of definitely because of the outside achievement, the outside accolades, Mm -hmm. that's what I was striving for. And Mm -hmm. I have plenty of them, but it, it was never good enough. Right. It was always the next thing I would. I would reach something and I wouldn't celebrate it. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, Oh, that's nice. What's next. Yeah. And then what happens is, is your life just is always out in front of you and you never get to experience it. Mm-hmm. And none of us know how much life we're going to have. We all take for granted that we're all going to live to be you know, old into our eighties and nineties, but most people don't live that long. Mm-hmm. You know, and if there's one thing that I'm a hell yes for, and one thing that is very important to me in my coaching is that your life is happening right the fuck now. Mm. not someday when you have this much money or you have the love of your life or you have the kids, the house, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. But right now, how do you want to experience it right now? Mm -hmm. And that is the feminine. You know, the feminine is flow. The feminine is surrender. It is intuitive and creative. Mm -hmm. And I will say, you know, I've always been creative. Although if somebody said to me, you're creative, I would have said, no, I'm not creative. And then mm-hmm. they would say, well, you wrote two books. That's pretty creative. <laughs> I'd be like, no, that's not it. Because I, in my mind, it was like, oh, you paint, you draw, you know, you right. play an, an instrument. That's what creativity yes. is, not what I thought of it as being. Um, but I, I wouldn't allow the surrender in. Because I think so often when we think of surrender, and a lot of people hear this when I talk about the di- divine feminine, one of the beautiful gifts is surrender. People see the white flag waving, and they mm-hmm. think it means giving in like resignation. And when I say surrender, it's coming from a powerful place. And the powerful place is this. 
I trust myself so much and I trust the universe so much that I don't need to control every fucking thing in my life. Mm. I show up, I do my part and then I chill out and I allow life to come to me, which mm -hmm. is a very different place to live from than when you're constantly chasing after life. Yeah. Wow. That's a, a lot. You just spat a lot of truths out for people. <laughs> and um, for everyone listening, like I, I know for a fact there are people in my audience that can relate to this. Um, you know, it's going after the external achievements, going after the external accolades, uh, running ourselves into walls, pushing, 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 assuming that feminine energy means like drawing, painting, <laughs> like all the, like, you know, those, those things that you're like, I don't have time to do this when really there's so much power in with the feminine energy, like so much power with that. And that's what I'm hearing from you. And I love that this is a big part or a, like a foundational principle of the work that you do with women, because I think that me and you aren't the only women who have had this misconception with feminine energy, right? And same with men, like everyone has this misconception with feminine energy because we want to attribute it to like the feminine flowy things and yet it's not that, it's so much more. And from what you've shared, you've painted such a clear picture of what it's like to be in the wounded masculine specifically, and what it's like to then bring in a healthy feminine with the healthy masculine. Because I think I think we need both, mm -hmm. um, and how that can change things for people. So um, I love that. I think it's such important work, especially now uh, with everything that's going on in our world, for people to understand what. The different energies are actually all about and why we all you know no matter what how you attribute yourself we all need that sacred feminine energy i mean i feel like everyone that you the men in the thought leader collective that you've shared this with they've all loved it too mm -hmm. um but it really grounds us into the reality of why we need why we need that energy i mean it is it's the creative life force it's our intuition it's all these things that we get to come back to and isn't that interesting right actually i just had that thought how the wounded masculine is so much about what's been projected upon us and chasing the external whereas the like the healthy divine feminine is like really coming back to our own internal guidance systems yes 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 oh yes oh um you know, and it is the balance. I love that you said that, Ruby. It is the mm -hmm. balance because um, there's not just the wounded masculine, right? There's the divine masculine too. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the confidence, the support, the structure, the container, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, allowing your divine masculine to be the container for your divine feminine mm -hmm. to create and out. It's such a beautiful dance. And what I wanted to say about this is when we deny either the masculine or the feminine, right? Because there can be as humans, we like to live in extremes. So mm -hmm. we might be like, all right, I'm not going to be about the masculine. I'm going all the way to the right. feminine. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, come back and find the middle. But when we're denying either part of that, we are denying a part of ourselves. And so you kind of spoke to this, we're denying mm -hmm. our innate power. 
that we have when you are bringing the divine masculine and the divine feminine like you are showing up and anything is possible Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful dance Mm. I love when you call it a dance because it feels like a dance because sometimes like there are times in my leadership where I do let the feminine energy take the lead. And then when I'm like, I need the masculine energy to take the lead. And I think the dance describes it better than saying balance. Cause people always think of balance like a pie and it's like, it's not always even no. <laughs> like some seasons we need more masculine, some seasons we need more feminine. And so it's, it is a dance. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's important for people to understand that. And especially if, you know, for the leaders who are building their businesses and working behind the scenes, understanding the energies that are at play and the energies that you have access to. Yeah. To yes. Yes. You. Calling on the one that best supports you in the moment. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Um, so what, what's your next, what's the next piece of your evolution? Oh, I, I, I ask you this because, you know, you, you're just, you are someone who's in this constant evolution. And I feel like there, you've hit this stage where of your evolution, where it's like, now I know that I can do this my way. Now I know that I can follow my intuition. Now I know how to listen to my intuition. Now I know how to trust my intuition. (laughs) Now I know how good it feels to do things that feel good for me. And it, so what's next? Like what comes after this? Tell us what's coming up in your evolution. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to be running uh, my first in-person sisterhood circle mm. here in September. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, Especially because you've been wanting to do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say excited. Ever. Yeah, excited doesn't even. So, I always thought my my big dream, the mm-hmm. vision that I had for my life, is that I would be speaking on stages, traveling the world, inspiring people, maybe just women, probably mm-hmm. people, uh, and traveling all over the world. Like that mm-hmm. is what I thought. Okay, that's what I want to do with my life. I didn't realize that the stages that I was seeing myself on, because again, I was trying to fit into the box of what I'd been seeing other people do was really a circle Mm -hmm. and that I get to show up. And the beauty of a circle is it's a circle intentionally. It's not me to them. It's us together. And I started running online, like you had mentioned, sisterhood circles, (laughs) but I had never even run an in-person circle. So I was like, how the heck is this going to work? Mm-hmm. through zoom but it just did work and then from that i did a 12-week circle program which was mm-hmm. phenomenal and actually the it's long since over but we still get together once a month me with mm-hmm. the women in the circle and they're each taking turns running the circle and we get to it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. it's like soul nourishing so now i'm creating a virtual retreat because i've wanted to do an in-person retreat for many many years and i had a lot of bullshit to overcome Mm -hmm. to be willing to do that and now I'm like well I'm over it (laughs) (laughs) it. I'm having my retreat so I'm doing a virtual retreat in October and I'm Mm -hmm. so excited about it 
And it's going to be very small, only six women, because I want to still have that hands-on experience. And I'm going to be sending them retreat boxes. Mm -hmm. And oh, God, I'm so excited. Then I'm planning on doing in-person retreats. Um, my plan was for next June in Georgia, where I live, mm -hmm. because there are lots of great places in the mountains. Uh, mm -hmm. There's also the ocean, if we mm -hmm. want to be there. I haven't nailed down the place yet. Mm. But here's the golden thread right now for me. It used to be, what am I supposed to do to make money? Mm. And now it's, what would fucking thrill me to no end to experience? Mm. And then the money comes. And that comes from a huge place of self-trust. Like right now I'm teaching human design workshops and doing human design readings. I never thought I would do that, but it started to excite me. And the right. more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And then I was like, oh, hey, can I do a free human design reading? And I did like 20 of them on all these right. people. And I was like, holy hell, this is so fun. Yeah. And enrollments have been easy. Yes. People are just coming to you. But th this is what I want people to hear though, right? Is like, and you put it beautifully when you said, I went from being, what am I supposed to do to make money? to asking myself, what would thrill me to no end? And by going after the things that thrill you, that excite you, that you're passionate about, um, the people come. Who'd have thought, <laughs> right? All these business strategists out there and business coaches that are telling you, you got to be a certain way and do a certain thing and market a certain type of way and be a certain type of thing. Like, fuck all that shit. Mm -hmm. Fuck it all. Mm -hmm. Throw it out the window. Along with your laptop. No, don't. But, <laughs> but you know, and, and this is what I have loved so much about like having you in the Thought Leader Collective is seeing your willingness to throw all that shit out the door and your, your, the bravery. Cause I think it takes extreme bravery to start trusting our intuition <laughs> when we've programmed ourselves for years to not, or when yeah. we've been told or, or have witnessed in the industry that we need to do things a certain way. Like it's, it feels very rebellious and like you're going against the grain and that you're doing something you shouldn't be doing when you're listening to your intuition because other people are doing it this way and it's working for them. So why not just copy, rinse, repeat? But that's not how this shit works. We have to follow our internal guided systems um, to create something that we love. So Thank you for, for just sharing that piece of your experience because I think it's vital for people to hear that. I don't think enough people hear this. And I can talk about it and tell them blue in the face, but I think it's more powerful when there's more people contributing to that conversation through their own experience. Like you literally went like, fuck all this. I'm going to do these online circles because it sounds like, I'm pretty sure this is what you said on a call because it sounds like fun to me. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you said. <laughs> and you went with it. And from there you created a program. And from there you're now opening up the doors to all these other dreams that you had, but didn't act on because now you're being who you need to be to bring those visions to life. It's mm -hmm. fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels so much better than the other bullshit that I was right. Then running into a wall. Yeah. Then running into a wall, getting up, going back, doing it again. 
No, I, I love that you said that, Ruby, because that's always something that I've taken issue with is, you know, these coaches that are out there that are like, well, do it my way and you'll be successful. But the right. reason why they were successful is because they did it their way. Yes. They were following their path, their yes. intuition, their guidance. That's mm -hmm. why they were successful. Mm -hmm. That's to me, that's the secret sauce to mm -hmm. success is, is you. I yeah. can remember a friend of mine a few years back, I had said something about getting out of my own way. Mm -hmm. And she said, I don't understand that saying because you are the way. Mm -hmm. And do you know that it took me like five years for my brain to wrap <laughs> around what she said, but it's so true. Yeah. We are the way. Mm -hmm. Anything else is a, a facsimile of what's possible mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. mm. We're actually cheating ourselves by following someone else's path. Yeah, totally. Fully fucking agree. This is why we know each other and love each other. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, I'd love for you to just share with our listeners, what has your experience been like in the Thought Leader Collective, with the Thought Leader Collective? Holy hell. Uh, I hope like, that's a good holy hell. Otherwise, I'm going to stop <laughs> recording right now. No, I'm joking. Oh, oh gosh, Ruby. It's been life-changing in the best ways. And I know you know because you've seen my evolution. Um, here is something that you might not actually know about me. I don't know that if I've ever expressed this to you or not. But uh, throughout my life, I've always been pretty distrustful of men, mm. even not really allowing male friendships. Oh, wow. I know. And it was after last, uh, last year, I was going to say last week. So the uh, retreat that you did, mm -hmm. was that last September? Yeah. Activation retreat. Yeah. September, 2019. That changed my life alone. Right. Like that was mind blowing. And that's the, the reason why I joined the thought leader collective. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, damn, if she can do this in a weekend, <laughs> imagine <laughs> if I spend a year with her. Right. Uh, <laughs> But after being there and then being around the other men at the retreat and Dr. Brett and Fredo and, mm -hmm. um, in, you know, even Kevin. And it was like, I started to let men in. I started to open my heart up a little bit like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. There are men who don't just want one thing from me. Cause somehow that was like what was in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that, I, a couple weeks after I came back from the retreat, I ended up meeting one of my best friends who's a man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now. Um, and it's allowed me to have male friendships again. And it's been such a beautiful gift to me. Mm. And it might sound small, but to me, it's been really huge. And it's mm. also allowed me to have a deep friendship with the men in the Thought Leader Collective. Mm -hmm. Like my natural go-to is always women. I've just always felt safer with women. Right. But I don't show up that way anymore. And, you know, a part of it is trusting myself as well. Like, okay, whatever they come with, I got this. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just given me such a beautiful gift. And so I just wanted to share that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just one piece of it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, it's such, it's been so life-changing for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's probably even changed my relationship with my husband, like allowing mm -hmm. him in even more, mm -hmm. which I'm just now realizing. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. So when I joined the Thought Leader Collective, I was surrounded by all these amazing people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. 
I thought, I don't fucking belong here. Mm -hmm. These people are making more money than I am. These people have more followers than I do. What the fuck? (laughs) So that was a beautiful gift to me as well, because it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're humans just like I am. Mm -hmm. Like these external things doesn't make me any less valuable or make them more valuable. Yeah. I also had a story about age. You know, I'm, I'm older than you are. I think mm-hmm. I'm probably the oldest other than Kevin in, in the Thought Leader Collective. Mm-hmm. And so that was coming up for me. It was like, well, look at them, how successful they are. And look at you at your age and you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So that was such a beautiful gift to me too, to be able to shift that perspective from feeling inadequate, feeling not good enough to knowing, knowing my inherent worth had nothing to do with any of those things. And then it allowed me to open up even more to the beautiful humans in the collective. Like I, I've never had relationships like this with other Mm -hmm. successful people. It is such Mm -hmm. a beautiful gift on so many levels. Of course, it's helpful to my business Mm -hmm. and I can get eyeballs on my copy or whatever, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. But to know that you have people that are there for you in all ways, right? I know that if I got in there and said, you know, my marriage... (laughs) My marriage is struggling, right? Like mm-hmm. they would be there for me. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful uh, container. And that's not, that's almost lacking as well. It's, it's a foundation really. Mm. It's a beautiful wow. foundation. Thank you for reflecting that. I, I didn't know that that's what you were going to say. And FYI, <laughs> I don't prep people for this answer. Um, but it really, it's really nice to receive because part of my vision for the collective is a collective, you know, and there's a reason why I work with all people uh, because I feel like if we're going to move forward as a collective, like a human collective, we need to all come together and be in the same space. Um, But uh, the support, you're right. And it's so with Thought Leader Collective, connection um, is one of the pillars and it's a pillar for a reason because I think we as leaders don't connect enough with other leaders. Some of the reasons why is our own internal bullshit, like you explained here. Um, some of it is because of the industry and the way that people show up and it's highly performative and some, some of it is people are afraid to connect, you know, and, because of competition. Um, And I really, in the visions that I've always had, um, well, especially since I started plant medicine a few years ago and I was having these visions uh, of leaders is leaders rising together. And you and the other leaders in Thought Leader Collective have really shown me that. And it's also like given me hope because I'm like, oh my God, like we can rise together. Like we can deeply, deeply connect and support one another, even though we have like-minded businesses or do similar things or do completely different things. Like we can actually come behind each other and support one another in this way. And so thank you for just sharing that aspect of your experience. Cause I think it's important for people to just see like whether or not you're part of the collective, like just to know that you can have people behind you that actually support you and will be there for you through it all. Like this exists, this is out there. Don't give up hope. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that you say that because I feel like being an entrepreneur and being a leader can feel really lonely for so all the reasons lonely. that you said. Yeah, <laughs> so well, because, you know, I feel like it's innately, we're kind of go it alone people, right? Yeah. Like, because we are leaders. Mm -hmm. So we're out in front, you know, I'm just using that as a metaphor, but, you know, we are leading other people. And so typically that means we have to go first with the things mm -hmm. that we do. And people in our lives, our family, our friends often don't understand. Right. And so it is so, oh my gosh, I can't even say what a blessing it's been to have other people that get me in that mm -hmm. way and mm -hmm. can hold space for me in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I fully, fully agree. Um, and with that, we are nearing the end of this conversation. Um, Jen, if there's like one final thought that you want to leave our listeners with, um, what is that final thought? You know, I knew you were going to ask me this and I had something in mind before I got on. Yeah. I, the thing that I would say is go all in with your life, go all in whatever it is that you pursue. Don't do it halfway. Just be all there, mm. not do be all there. Mm. I love that. Be all there. No toe dipping. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. it is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes from a toe dipping expert. No, joking. <laughs> um, Jen, thank you so much uh, for just sharing your wisdom and your presence um, on today's Thought Leader. It's been such a joy to just have you on the show after knowing you for so long and being in, in each other's circles for so long. So thank you. Thank you, Ruby. And um, to our listeners, this episode is part of a very special series where I'm featuring the leaders in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. If you are interested in learning about how you can become one of the 10 leaders in the 2021 collective, just go to rubyframon.com forward slash TLC and apply today. And that link and more will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me and Jen on today's Thought Leader, where we're challenging you to rise up, speak up and create a movement. Um, be sure to connect with Jen and I on social media. Jen, where can they find you? Uh, find me on Instagram at uncagedfeminine. Perfect. I'm going to have her links and more in the show notes. And as always, you can connect with me at I am Ruby. If you like this episode, please drop a rating and review on iTunes and be sure to share it with a friend. And if you want to connect with me or give me any show topic suggestions, just text me at 1781-336-0160. I will see you back here next Monday for a brand new episode of today's Thought Leader, where I'm going to be featuring another leader in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective.